0: Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church Podcast. This is Pastors Henry and Ella Looney. I pray is that you enjoy the word for today. Well, Brother Henry, which direction are we going? We know we're talking about different areas of faith and different areas of how we can grow and, and really solidify ourselves in the things of God. Well, that's absolutely true. Uh, last week, we started... Embarking upon some areas of our faith in our prayer lives, pr- faith in our prayer walk. And as we want to continue along these lines today, and as we talk to you, um, it, uh, we, we we looked at an instrument that uh, we've talked about it before that uh, really helps us. Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, I'll give you a title in just a moment, but then I want to kind of describe it to you. Uh, well, at least I want to describe something to you. You know, we ha- all have keys to unlock our doors of our autom- automobiles, of our houses, of uh, uh, things like that. And we may say that we unlock the door, but really, it's the key that does it. We also have a key that fits the ignition of our car, and you know we couldn't even start our car without that key, unless you have some new fobs and things like that. We got, but that's a key, <laughs> even when you have that. But we couldn't do anything with our vehicle without that particular key. We couldn't even drive it. We couldn't get anywhere without it. So, you know, that's the same way in our prayer life, in our faith walk on this earth. And so, we entitled this particular message today, Keys to Unlock Heaven's Door keys to unlock heaven's door pastor i didn't know heaven's doors were locked well they aren't locked in a sense that god doesn't want you to have what he's given you or provided for you from heaven on this earth or in heaven when we get there but for us to live in the blessing in the abundance of what he's provided for us sometimes for some people because of decisions that are made or not made because of language that's used what comes out of your mouth because of unrenewed unregenerate thinking or just uncommitment to the things of God it can seem like there's a door locked that you can't get through And God does not want you or I or any of his children to be locked out of the blessings of God. So, we're going to look at one particular key that's so important, but uh, a couple of keys that, that can help us to get right to where we need to get. There's a key to prayer that will unlock the doors and the windows of heaven and grant you and I whatever it is that we have need of without this key we can't get anywhere in God Where, what is that and that's what we highlighted this message for that particular key that unlocks your prayer life unlocks uh, uh, the, the avenue for God to get things into and we'll find that key in John chapter 16 and I, I was reading that whole chapter last night and it's all good we want to focus in on a couple of verses in this particular key and we we our initial topic of this key what is it Pastor? This key is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is a key it sure is. It's probably one of the most important keys that you can use to uh, unlock uh, any avenue of empowerment in god with god operating in the ability of god being able to know that you can use the name of jesus jesus uh when he when he rose from the dead and he was on this earth for for a while and uh, uh he was with even the disciples but he ascended up in heaven he 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 left us his name to use To communicate with him, but also to to function in faith. So, in John 16, verse 23, it says this. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye, or you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. That is strong. Verse 24 says, Hitherto have you asked nothing. Or before this, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. We'll get that in a minute. But we see here in verse 23 in particular that uh, he said, Whatsoever you and I shall ask the Father in his name, in the name of Jesus, he will give it to you. Wow! Jesus himself encompasses a lot of uh, offices for us to receive from. The word lets us know that Jesus is our mediator. In other words, uh, he mediates, or he is the avenue between God the Father and us. He is our intercessor. He's praying on our behalf. He's our advocate. An advocate is an attorney or is a, a lawyer. He's representing us, and he's our Lord, or he should be if we're making him my Lord. Again, Jesus is our mediator, he's our intercessor, he's our advocate, and he's our Lord. But it's up to us to get to know him in all of those functions that he has that we can walk in. when we do that, we are unlocking different avenues of faith that we can walk in. He stands between us and the Father. No place in the Bible is it ever recorded that Jesus told us or his disciples to pray to him. He didn't. They always were told, and just like we're told, that we need to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Therefore, we want to be sure our prayers reach the throne of God. Pastor, can you be sure of that? You sure can when you do it when you pray the way that god tells us to do when you use the key just like when you use the key to uh, turn the ignition on the car you you don't you know most folks don't know how ignition takes place but they know to get where they need to go they need to put that key in and turn it and that unlocks the door that ignites the vehicle and that causes you to be able to get to where you want to go When we pray in the name of Jesus, we're praying in faith. And we must come according to the rules laid down in his words. You know, Jesus said, in that day you shall ask me nothing. He said this to his disciples before he went away. He was talking about his present position as a mediator then. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Another translation of that particular uh, part of that verse says this, In that day ye shall not pray to me. Jesus said, Now ask the Father in his name. This is the key that will unlock heaven on our behalf. When we ask the Father, when we go in prayer, And when we pray, in the name of Jesus, praying to the Father, in the name of Jesus, then heaven's doors are unlocked for us. Pastor, you mean when I pray according to the way God told me to pray, I can have what the Word says I can have? Yes, that means you can do what the Word says you can do too as well. We can tell Jesus how much we love Him, but when it comes to praying, we must ask the Father through or in the name of Jesus. Really, Pastor? Give me another scripture. Well, in Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians 3, uh, starting at verse 14, Ephesians 3 verse 14, it says this, For this cause I bow my knees. This is Ephesians 3 verse 14. It says, Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. And then verse 14 says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not—it's not so important what particular church you you belong to. Even though it is important that you get, be getting the word. Now, if you're at a church where you're not getting the truths, hey, you need to pray about where you need to be. But if you're at a church to where the word is being preached in faith, so in a lot of good churches around to do that and do that. Thank God, if you're at a church like that, wonderful but it is essentially important which family you belong to are you a part of the family of god if you are then you're heir and a joint heir with jesus christ he's your he's every believers abba father or our daddy god and that key to communicating with you and remember prayer is communication Prayer shouldn't be A monologue where it's just you talking. Prayer should be a dialogue. What do you mean dial? Dial means two. That means it's more than one person talking. You're talking and talking to God but God wants to speak to you and primarily He speaks through His his Word but He also speaks by Spirit into our spirit and He communicates with us. So some of the times in your prayer time you need to stop talking and listen amen these are keys that will unlock the doors of heaven for you and, and you don't need to always just be talking all the time when you're communicating with God you need communication is where you can have some listening too as well because God wants to communicate with you so key number one and probably the most essential Uh, key when you pray is to pray in the name of Jesus but there are other keys too that go right along with that and in these verses that we've already read we'll look at a, a second key that we have and that we should be operating in what's that brother Henry it that that key is to be living in and have overflowing joy in our life overflowing joy what do you mean by overflowing joy Well, we see in the word of God in John 16 verse 24 and that we've already looked at here too have you asked nothing in my name now he says or oh, before this before this time you haven't asked anything in, in my name but he's saying now ask and ye shall receive why and we'll get to this again too that your joy may be full there's a real joy in knowing that the father will answer our prayers When well, you know that you pray god's word are you talking to god you're praying his will I know what his will is because his will is his word. You can know that the Bible says that his answer will always be yes and amen. We've seen examples in the word, but one of the greatest examples that, that I can remember, my, my father in ministry, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen, talked about uh, Smith Wigglesworth he was known as the father of faith of his time 20th century great man of God and Brother Wigglesworth didn't start off a preacher he started off a plumber and I want to read this to you it's the best best way to do because I want to get this and you to get all this so I'm just going to take a moment and read some things to you and, and as I read this listen closely and Brother Hagan described uh, this particular episode that when before Brother Wigglesworth got into the ministry, he was a plumber. And he was actually going to do some plumbing in a house, in a lady's house. This is, this is what uh, Brother Hagen said. He said, the beloved preacher, Smith Wigglesworth, worked for many years as a plumber before he began his full-time preaching ministry. Once, while installing plumbing in a large house, he noticed the owner kept coming in, looking at him, and then leaving. Finally, she entered the room where he was working, sat down and asked, What in the world is it that causes that wonderful expression on your face? You look as if you are full of joy. He told her that morning, and he described this situation. Listen to this. This is a blessing. He told her that morning at the breakfast table, his wife had told him two of their children were very ill. Before they ate, they went upstairs, laid hands on the children, and prayed for them. They were instantly healed and joined their parents downstairs for breakfast. Wigglesworth said, it was wonderful to have such a wonderful Jesus. And that wonderful Jesus that heals, healed Smith Wigglesworth's children will heal you and your children as well. His wife was a minister even before he was. And so when she told him about that, that's the first thing that they admitted. They went up and they prayed. They trusted and believed God. Then Wigglesworth went on. He told the woman, the scripture says, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. You know, and you can realize that if they hadn't prayed and those children hadn't gotten healed, that that he wouldn't have had that look of joy on his face because any parent that's children is hurting is going to be hurting themselves. And you know what happened then? Listen to this. The woman asked Wigglesworth if Jesus would have her would save her and give her that wonderful joy in her life. Wigglesworth assured her, he sure will. She then accepted the Lord and started rejoicing. That joy came on her. But she still had some other questions. She asked Wigglesworth if she could keep this joy. It's one thing to get the joy of the Lord, but it's another thing to keep the joy of the Lord. And all of us want to do that. Brother Wigglesworth told her that, yes, yes, all she had to do to keep this joy, he told her she should tell all the women at her club meeting about her salvation. You know what happened? She did, and all of them got saved. He said, this is the way to keep it. Tell others about it. When you get saved, when you get the joy of the Lord, when you get the that uh, joy that your joy may be full in your life, to keep that joy, you got to tell other people about it. They'll see it on you, just like they saw it on Brother Wilkesworth. He was so happy that his children had gotten healed. He was so happy that that the joy of the Lord had had overtaken them, and 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 so it. she saw it all over me and she wanted it people will want that in that they see in you too as well these are keys that to unlock heaven not only for you but for everyone that you come in contact with the joy of the Lord the Bible says is our strength and you and I want to be full of the strength of God you know brother Wigglesworth if he gone to work with those two, two children sick You wouldn't have been able to see that. You know, something seems to flow out when you have the joy of the Lord in you. And in Brother Wigglesworth, it was the joy of the Father that, that the promises of love, joy, peace that he had on the inside of him just flowed out of him. And she saw that and she wanted that. You know, but there there's another little key that's very important too and you know I want to get this one in because it's very very important a uh, uh, a third part that we can understand if we can grab hold of this this is important sometimes even before you feel it or before you see it, you have to start rejoicing before you receive that abundant blessing if you start rejoicing that joy precedes the fact of whatever's going on facts may be that there's sickness and disease there but the truth is by his stripes you were healed and if you were healed you are healed right now so start rejoicing before you receive sometimes you have that joy before you receive what you're praying for when you know the truth the bible says the truth will set or make you free If you are worrying and trying to figure matters out by yourself, in your own strength, in your own mind, you hinder God from helping you. Well, Brother Henry, sometimes I just worry about stuff. A lot of people do. And worrying is something that people have practiced and become very good at. But when you do that, you are carrying the burden instead of letting Jesus carry it for you. In fact, if you are worrying, it will do little good for you to pray. Oh my! You won't have the key. You won't have the right key. Why? Because you're not praying in faith. When you pray in faith, you're believing that you have what the word says you have, even before you get it. Well, I'm going to find a good unhooking un- spot here. Uh, let's let's find it in Philippians, chapter four, verse six and seven. Philippians four verse 6 says this be careful for nothing don't worry but in everything everything by prayer and supplication a different type of prayer with thanksgiving that's a type of prayer be thankful when you pray let your request be made known unto god tell god let let, tell god what you need but then tell people about what you got that's how you keep it and notice verse 7 then when you do that Verse seven says, "And the peace of God, God which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ." The key of keeping your heart and mind through Christ is and having the peace of God is that passes all your understanding is when you don't worry and you pray and you're thankful. Of what God has done because you let your request be made known to him and you've gotten your answer and that peace comes and then start telling other folk about it they're gonna see it, that joy on your face they're gonna see it in your actions in your attitude some folks when they're working you know they have a job and they they they're working but really their work is not work for them because it's such a joy the best way to enjoy your life is to find a job that becomes so joyful that it's not really work for you. Amen. Now, yeah, we all get, sometimes things get a little tough and you have to stretch through and go through and, and, and do that. But God will help us. And when, when you love what you do and you do that, then it's not going to be work for you all the time. <laughs> Amen. Prayer is more than... Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Prayer is a lot more than worry. In other words, when you ask, and then you receive, that's when your joy becomes full. We should be full of the joy even before we receive what we ask. Amen. Ephesians five twenty. We're going to end here. Ephesians five twenty says this: Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those keys. Pray in the name of Jesus. Have that overflowing joy. And then rejoice before you receive. Those keys will unlock heaven for you. And then tell folks about it. Amen. If you want to keep that joy. Tell other folks about it. Because they're going to want it. Let's pray right now. The way you get it is to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Bow your heads and repeat after me. Father God right now I confess with my mouth I believe in my heart that you paid the price you died for me Lord I thank you for that because I confess you and I believe what you did was for me I make you my savior and I make you my Lord I am saved I am forgiven the joy of the Lord is my strength I am a new creature in Christ. I am saved. Amen. You just prayed.